Hi, this is Dan Coleman. My family and I have been members at OBC since last December, and I'm reading Psalm 139, verses 19 and 20. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Thank you for tuning in to Listening Up, a podcast devotional of Ogletown Baptist Church. This week, we're spending time together in Psalm 139, and today we're looking at verses 19 and 20. Well, today's verses serve up an unexpected surprise. Psalm 139, which so far has been praising God for His complete knowledge of all things, for His presence with us no matter where we are, all of a sudden starts to pray against God's enemies. So, we might attempt to understand this kind of prayer by thinking in terms of God's attributes. Earlier parts of this chapter deal with his omniscience and omnipresence, and here we're looking at the reality of his holiness. Yet, while we understand that God in his holiness brings judgment on evil, we still have questions about these verses. What should we think about David praying God's judgment on people? Can we today pray along with David against enemies? And how does this all fit with Jesus' command to love your enemies? Well, there are verses like these two scattered all throughout the book of Psalms. They're called prayers of imprecation or imprecatory prayers, which simply means that they're prayers that invoke the judgment of God. And there are many helpful explanations about how we as Christians should think about such prayers. For example, one Old Testament scholar observes that the authors of these prayers never actually take action into their own hands. They simply pray for God to settle the score. Another makes note that the enemies are not merely my enemies, but they're actually God's enemies. And yet, in addition to these observations, I find this explanation by pastor and author Tim Keller in his study, Praying with the Psalms, so helpful that I'm going to quote him at length. So, here's what Keller says. On the one hand, calls to God for justice in the world are absolutely right. They remind us how important God's holiness and justice are. So, we must not recoil and dismiss prayers like this as primitive and unworthy. We should long for justice to be done and for wrongdoers to be prevented from doing evil. This is a longing for social justice. In addition, we as Christians can also pray and rail against the powers and principalities that are evil forces behind many of the destructive and exploitative political, economic, cultural, and philosophical systems of the world. However, On the other hand, we know that the psalmists did not understand fully the work of Christ on the cross. The cross reveals several things. First, if God brought judgment, he would count all sins, and we would all be lost. But second, he poured out his judgment instead on Jesus Christ. This means that we live in a time of greater mercy that will be followed by greater judgment. In other words, the gospel humbles us, showing us that we were only saved by grace and leaves a period of grace in which people can repent of wrongdoing and find that same grace. However, because evil must have a solution, there will still be a judgment day. On that day, either Christ's work will be revealed as paying for our sins or we will pay for our own. Until that day, the gospel's logic compels us to pray for our enemies and wish them good, even if we are opposing their deeds. 
We cannot feel superior to them, nor hope that they personally will pay for their sins, when we have only by grace been exempted from paying for our own. We also know that God, in the end, will not let evil prevail, whether people repent or not. So, if you would like to read more on this kind of psalm, you'll likely find it helpful to read the comments in most study Bibles connected with the imprecatory psalms. And you can find more of these imprecatory prayers in Psalm 58, Psalm 79, Psalm 94, Psalm 109, and Psalm 137. So, while we today remember our own faults and the mercy of God, let's listen again to these verses, Psalm 139, 19 and 20, which say, Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Thanks again for taking time for listening up today. If you or a member of your family would like to read the Bible verses at the start of each episode, just email me and we can set that up. And to get the latest information about our church's regathering this Sunday, visit our website. You can find the information about our meeting together at ogletown.org regathering. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.